Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Carol Francis from Torrance, California. Feel free, feel free to give me a call at 347-326-9364. Or if after the show, feel free to give me a call. Make your comments known to me, and we will discuss them on a future show. And that would be area code 310-543-1824. Today is a somber sort of remembrance, something so important for each of us to do as we consider the fleeting nature of life. And in losing Michael Jackson, Vera Fawcett, Ed McMahon, Walter Cronkite, and truthfully, the hundreds, the thousands of individuals that have died that listeners personally know or know about, it is so important to stand in remembrance of individuals that have had an impact on our life. These four individuals I grew up with, they are a part of my past. I'm basically similar age with, with some of them and not with others of them. And I remember each of them having an impact on my life in such a way as you almost don't even think about it, as if they're always there and their presence seems like it should always be such. But their end reminds me of my end, my inevitable end, all of our inevitable ends on this planet. These were individuals who influenced those of us that grew up with them. They were our primary sources of entertainment, laughter, and information, our consciousness of the world beyond our small scope was sculpted by their bigger-than-life point of view. They saw the world from a point of view that was broader, grander, larger, more intriguing than the everyday life of the ordinary individual. So our small worlds became bigger, and through them our Earth became smaller because their talent, their heart, and their endurance of publicity allowed us to look at an earth and see more of it because they shared it with us. Now it is time for us to know that life is very, very, very short. Now it is time for us to make a difference, helping our small world and our earth further grow, mature, laugh, and awaken. Now it is time for us to be our best, to join us for moments of mourning, laughing, remembering, and looking ahead and knowing the impact it had upon us. Walter Cronkite was a natural given force in my life. So September 2nd, 1963, being his first half-hour newscast, was something we just expected to occur every single day. Hearing his voice wasn't something we made fun of. It just was. And it was a statement of truth, or at least information. I grew up believing that Walter Cronkite and other reporters of his era were trying truly to adhere to the facts as they were given them, that they tried to stop themselves from editorializing too much. Retrospectively, I realized that that wasn't possible for him or anybody else, actually, as he was a human being living on a planet and watching good things and sad things unfold as he reported them to us. His crying as he announces as John F. Kennedy has passed on. He being moved about Vietnam to such a degree that he felt compelled to say that this is a war the politicians needed to stop. And Lyndon Bird Johnson, who inherited that war, moved because Walter Cronkite said this is a war we shouldn't be in. Moved to realize that if they had lost Walter, they had lost all of us. Ed McMahon, 
an individual that made us laugh. But he made us laugh because he helped Johnny Carson out of some tough situations. Ed McMahon was the everybody's man. He wasn't special. He wasn't a celebrity as such. He was a sidekick. He was a person who hoisted up Johnny Carson when Johnny Carson was going to laugh at himself. He laughed freely and let us all know he could laugh freely. He just had that huge grin on his face that made everybody just chime in, even though maybe the joke was not quite understood. And when the joke wasn't understood, it was even that much more fun because Johnny Carson would laugh at himself and Ed would would laugh right along with him. Farrah Fawcett was an interesting dumb blonde. Oh, I hate to say that. But she was a dumb blonde in a way and in an era where blondes were not really given the right to be bold and effective and sexy and intelligent and talented and courageous. So that, oh yes, Charlie's angels were truly there for the men to gawk at and the women to drool that they could be so beautiful themselves. And Farrah Fawcett's hairdo, oh, it influenced my hairdo for years. But I was most impressed when Farrah Fawcett took her reputation as being that sexy blonde, that one that everybody wanted to touch and men wanted to probably grope. Farrah Fawcett took her capacity to reach into our hearts and take a very difficult topic of women who are abused and make us face, as women, as men, as a country, as what it is like when an abused woman is not believed and an abused woman is not set free from the system. At that time, that was a very courageous step to take because it wasn't considered something that we talked about. She made it talkable. Michael Jackson, a dynamic, dynamic performer, more comfortable on the stage, helping us enjoy the performance, giving us a moment of unbelievable high because Michael Jackson was high on the stage. His ability to sing, to woo, to express, to move was all about energy. And later on as we got to know Michael, we realized that his heart in such a positive way was trying to make us all accept each other, white, black, mulatto, The diversity that Michael Jackson brought to us as an androgynous man and as a man of great talent and energy also made us face difficult situations. And one of the things that Michael Jackson has brought to attention as of last Friday, as well as previously in his life, is that it is not easy to endure the role of being a celebrity. Each of these individuals were lauded in the public view Lives and stories were created about each of them to amuse, to sell newspapers, and to create some sort of drama, a drama that made our lives, dull as they were in their routine, a little spiced up for those who cared to listen. The difficulty that we've seen Susan Boyle from London be able to endure at her sudden stardom and how people feel like she should be protected by the powerful, antagonistic, overwhelming experience of suddenly being famous, illustrates on a small scale what Michael Jackson, Farrah Fawcett, Ed McMahon, and Walter Cronkite endured every day that they were in the public view. Their lives could not be their lives because their lives belong to us. 
their public moves, whether into some sort of gas station, restaurant, or a movie, were things that were talked about, viewed, and watched. There's a reason why the paparazzis make money, because we turn to watch the pictures and photographs and videos that they take. These four individuals, for our sake and for their own sakes, have endured the publicity and the sting of publicity that contorted their ability to live life in a very relaxed and peaceful way. Now, let's be true to form. They each had a choice, and they each had a choice how they were going to conduct themselves in that exposure. But we all have choices, and we all make serious mistakes in the course of living life. So the one thing that their death brings to us, that as we watch the noble or the sad or the fearful or the overwhelmed celebrity, we must resonate with ourselves to know that we are the sad, we are the overwhelmed, we are the fearful individual on our planet as well. The empathy that it's caused us to summon inside ourselves to these people must be bigger than the judgment that must come forward from it all. Michael Jackson brought to a generation that looked at black entertainers as black entertainers. He was raised in the entertainment world where his group, a black entertainment singing group of the Jackson Five, was something that was novel and interesting. They were great energy, but still at that time, just shortly before that time, the black entertainers were put into a black entertainment room, green room, while the white entertainers were sent to a different green room. To segregate entertainers because of their color seemed extremely odd before Michael Jackson's time. To me, the reason it seems odd to me is because people like Michael Jackson cross the racial barrier, the racial tensions that were quite evident at that time. None of us can forget that in the 60s, there were riot after riot, whites against black, blacks being beat up, Ku Klux Klan, governors ruling against, ruling against an integrated school, people fighting against integrating their schools. We've come a long way. And Michael Jackson was a part of the black scene that moved from being called horrible terms, being called black, to ultimately being called African American. And with all due respect, his call to us to move out of the black and the white into recognizing that we are all the same is something that we all should be emotionally stirred to recognize, that we are on this earth together. In looking at Larry King's program yesterday about Michael Jackson and his family, looking at what his friends had to say and what his older brother had to say as well about him. I came to realize that Michael Jackson was an individual of great heart while also of great confusion, that we cannot become blind to the confusion and the confusing ways he interacted with people. But perhaps his confusion was a reflection of our own as we rejected and accepted and judged and loved the very same person, Michael Jackson. What room do we make to allow our celebrities to have a real life while we just enjoy them being the entertainers in our world? Farrah Fawcett, in like manner, had to go through the process where 
females during that time that she started to be a star were still not paid equal, and in many cases, still are not, oddly enough. We didn't have female CEOs, and you didn't have a lot of female people working in financial industry, the news industry, and definitely not in the police force or some other sort of security services. It just didn't happen. And did we have women in the military force? Mm -mm. Other than medical treatment or assistance along those lines, or secretaries, as they used to be called during her time. So the three of them, Farrah Fawcett included, was doing a very sexy show and a very sexist show in a way that nonetheless would pave the path toward other women, young women, being able to see themselves as potentially capable of doing those very heroic acts that Farrah Fawcett merely put on Hollywood stage. Farrah Fawcett's ability to be flirtatious, gentle, shake the head in just a certain way, carry herself with demure, and then having a seemingly bold and courageous activity was something that was an attempt at the time to integrate all the components of being woman. Now realize that prior to the time of Farrah Fawcett, you also didn't have like a lot of ERA type arguments taking place. In other words, women were either considered harsh or the B word if they were bold or they were considered too soft and easy. It was a man's world and a man's world only. We lived by the men's code because women had to know that that's what was occurring. So in a very real way, Farrah Fawcett and her team of wonderfully beautiful women was a way of bringing forth that women could be a lot of different things than just a certain set of roles that they had adopted because they had certain gender characteristics. Now to look Farrah Fawcett and realize how she heroically faced cancer, like many women have to face cancer, breast cancer, cervical cancer being keen and above a lot of the other types of cancer. She bravely faced it. She fought it. She declared to the world a couple of years ago that she would be victorious over it, and now she has fallen defeat to it. She was surrounded by people who loved her, she was surrounded by her boyfriend who functioned as a husband, but where they could love each other, not in the context of marriage, but in the context of love. Farrah Fawcett attempted to do life her way, and life struck her with what will all of us be struck with, and that's the inevitability that our life too shall pass. Ed McMahon had a very interesting past as well. He decided to become a father at a much later age. He wanted to embrace life and have fun and be in love, have a child. And in the process of that, he faced the multiplicities of divorce that seemed to be something that just happens to so many stars. Was it that there were things hidden about Ed that I don't know? Possibly. Is he human too? Absolutely. But Ed, I can still hear you laughing in my head. I can see you losing it because you just can't hold the laughter in. I can see you bowing down and rolling over. I can see the smile as big as you can be. And I can definitely see how Johnny Carson, as brilliant as he is, that Ed McMahon kept the moments sane and funny. It was almost like there was a comfort between the two, brothers that kept each other's back intact. A beautiful dance process that goes on between the two of them that just allowed Ed to be Ed, our best buddy, our person on the stage, while Johnny Carson was the star.
How many of us take a back seat? How many of us are the sidekick? How many of us support individuals that are up in front of the crowds? A number of us. And in fact, most of us. Because there are very few frontline stars and a whole lot of support staff. And so if we are the support staff, can we look, like Ed, to the people that we support to help them glow and glisten and when they fall and trip, to make the moment a redeemed experience for everyone, including the star? Thank you, Ed, for many times, many moments of just laughing because you were there laughing with us. And Walter Cronkite, I come come once again to you. You were the one that brought Vietnam War to my living room. You were the one that made it horrific because it was horrific. You were the one that reported that someone died. I barely knew because I was too young and yet showed the power of your emotion, letting me know that this was a truly extremely emotional moment. You created an experience of confidence and a sense that there was truthfulness and a right to be truthful, not only in content, but also in heart. That you were able to be in love and stay in love with your wife, that your children were able to respect you throughout your celebrity life, that the people you worked with maintained their sense of being inspired by you, humored by you, and enjoying you because they were in the presence of a real human being who was doing real things and having a huge impact upon the planet Earth. I wish that we all could be so big in stature because we were so big in character and quality and honesty as you, Walt. And I thank you for your part in my life, and I hope that you and Ed and Sarah and Michael will inspire me to be better, bigger, and more honest and alert as I accept and inspire others. Thank you for your life. Thank you for your time. Thank you for allowing us to peek in and steal your privacy. And I am sorry on behalf of all of us for the stress and strain that our curiosity brought your lives. May you each rest in wonderful, wonderful peace. You've each done a job well done. This is Dr. Carol Francis signing off, wishing that your life, as you make it happen, will be inspired by those around you and will inspire those you greet each and every moment.